What's up and welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And again, we just want to say thank you for taking time to listen to us. And uh, we do hope, we, we think there's actually people out there listening, but we would really love for you to share this podcast with somebody else. If God's used this and he's encouraged you through this, hey, please share that with somebody else. Uh, last time we did our podcast, we talked about the different levels of communication. Uh, talked about six different levels going from the very surface, hi, how are you, how is your day kind of thing, imparting just general information, what time you got to be somewhere, to those deeper levels where you begin to build real intimacy in the relationship, where you're able to share your opinions, your feelings, your thoughts, and what those deepest needs are for you. And probably, as we talked about, the barrier is you don't share things when you don't feel safe. Yes. So what we want to talk about today is, hey, if you're not communicating on those levels, and I think the average, I think the statistic we talked about last time, couples, married couples talk about 20 minutes a week on those deeper levels of communication. Well, what are some of the barriers that are keeping you from doing that? Because that those levels are necessary if you're going to build that intimate relationship. Well, I think one thing is, of course, anytime you don't feel safe in the sense of there was criticism, you feel judged, you feel belittled when you shared something. So I think those are going to automatically... Which are probably things that I probably did in the past in our marriage, I would bet. Yeah, I would say that for us, we probably had more of a barrier around being um, sort of impatient. Hmm. Like you, like when I'm sharing something, I typically want to build to the whole deal of how I'm feeling and thinking. And it, it kind of is a work up toward it. So Ta-da. really bad listening skills, which yeah. can be definitely be a barrier there. To if you don't feel like that person commu- is listening to you, yes, then you're going to feel, well, obviously what I say just isn't real important, so I'm not going to share it at all. Yeah. So that, that's going to be a shutdown barrier there. Um, I think time just sometimes is a barrier because we get so busy. We get so busy and it's easy to just say in passing about the schedule and general information on those lower levels, but I'm not going to say something that's really of significance of importance to me. Something I feel deeply. Yeah. As you're running out the door. Yeah. If you go back to, you go back to some of the past podcasts, we talked about some of the enemies of intimacy and you know, the reason we talk about communication so much, because that's key to your marriage relationship. It is sort of the bedrock. If you aren't communicating well in your marriage, that's going to show up in every other area of your marriage. Yeah. And one of the enemies of intimacy is busyness. And in today's world, as fast as we go and as overscheduled as so many couples are, especially once they have kids or even early before they have kids, when they're both chasing the career dream and trying to do that and get finances, all those things that oftentimes without intentionality, boy, that relationship, that just gets crowded out. 
Well, again, like you you said the word without intentionality. So again, without that intention of we need enough time together that's focused me time. We yeah, had a couple not too long ago that used that phrase. And she talked about, because we, we talk with them because they had a scenario or situation where based on their jobs, they were going to have to have seasons. And a lot of couples could fall into this where there was a significant amount of time apart. So we're talking about how are you going to manage that so you stay connected. And one of the words they used was, well, when we're together, I need, and it was the female saying this, I need him to be all in. Yeah, it's the idea that, hey, when we're together, our marriage is the priority. Priority. And, and it may be that that looks a little bit different for everybody because most of you may not be where you're going to be not together for days and weeks or longer periods on end. But again, what does that look like when there's that intentionality to say, I'm all in, babe. I am all ears. I am all in. I am not distracted right now. I am seeing and hearing you. I think uh, I'm just thinking about you know, this was a couple starting out, and I'm thinking back to when we started out. I think one of the things that probably was, I was arrogant and I was prideful, mm. and because because yes, and yes. Yeah, okay, yes I'm and sorry, yes. Thank I'm you. sorry, okay. It was, I always thought I had to have the right answer and I had to have the last word. And after a while, when somebody does that and it comes across as I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, da da da. That is not inviting at all to communicate and to go to those deeper levels. Well, you know, I love that word you just used, inviting, because so many times that is what doesn't happen. It is not inviting to go deeper when some of those barriers start popping up. And you're right. If somebody puts off or gives you know, that impression that what you're saying and you're bringing to the table, I don't value. I don't think you're that smart. I think my opinion is right and yours is wrong. And you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, any of those things, whether the words are actually used or the tone or the body language says that, I mean, why would anybody be invited to go deeper and share something even more, you know, um, intimate about themselves or their thoughts. Absolutely. I know I was guilty of that. I've hopefully gotten better and gotten over that. You're way, way a thousand times better. But I would say for us still, one of the things can be, there can be barriers around higher levels of communication based on schedules, temperament, body clocks. For example, We've laughingly said this before. No so vital it, information after 930 at night. I know. I thought it was 1030. Is no, it it's 930. 930. It's always been 930. Seriously? Seriously. Okay. Well, anyway, Johnny made this unilateral decision a couple of years ago, and he just said all of a sudden one night. Uh, well, I'm from brain now dead. On, I'm brain dead although, by 930. No, this is the interesting thing, though. You're a night out. So it really doesn't make sense that you have that rule. But I'm saying this to make the point that even though you're a night owl, and this is the truth, I'm going to go to bed hours before you do, probably most nights. But 
based on your day and your temperament, you're kind of, we laugh, you're out of your words by nine o'clock for sure. If there's a lot of words that you have, yours are way gone by then. So you don't have any words and your ability to focus is really limited as the day goes on. Now, and sometimes that's hard because if we haven't seen each other and that's we only have time late, that's where you got to figure it out because you can't always have the answer, well, we don't talk after nine, you know, or whatever. So you're going to have to work around that. But think about it. What if one of you is a morning person and the other is like, oh, my gosh, are you even going to talk to me before coffee? Don't even look at me. Well, you before better coffee. schedule some lunch dates then. Yeah. So what about if you're like, don't talk to me about anything serious in the morning? Are you kidding? And the other's like, I can talk, but not after 930. So honestly, you do have to sort of be creative. But those could well, be that's barriers. What, when we talk about the idea of, you know, that the busyness of life, as you were just talking about, that you got to schedule. You do. And if I you're going to make it a priority, you're going to do that. And again, that intentionality to say, do you need to every single day be at a level five and six? Probably not. But there are times, a lot of times, that you need to. And so if the barriers whether it be those attitudes, that embedded stuff that's coming across that's blocking you going there, then that's where you need to back up and say, okay, what is happening in our relationship that we're not getting past level three? We can't get past opinions because every time we do, it's throwing us into a conflict. Something comes in there. Or something. So those are things that need to be addressed. Okay, let's talk about why we're... Well, I'm talking about me as an example. Oh, wow. This is Previous good. arrogance. Yeah. Um, is there more? Just bad listening skills. Yeah, you got Meaning that Meaning not focused, not paying attention to them, being distracted by your phone, by the TV, by the computer, by something else, because all of that communicates what you're saying is not important to me, and that doesn't feel safe and cherished and loved and all those kind of things. Exactly, and you, you're right, and I realize one of the challenges is on the receiving end of that, the things you just described, it's really easy to get in a snit about that because, and I do it, and I have done it a lot, because it's like, man, you're not listening, you're not paying attention, you didn't hear what I said. And so those are all things that, again, go into conflict, go into, you know, communication. Other yeah, pieces listening to, is part yeah. of the communication. But I think to recognize if that's a consistent problem, that's the barrier. So yeah, everybody's challenged with know, that. And but, I guess I, I wanted to bring that up because we talk about the barrier being not feeling safe. But I think sometimes it's not the idea that you don't feel safe. It's just you don't feel valued and listened to. Yeah, and safe safe doesn't mean someone's going to beat you up because you said the wrong thing. It means, does this feel a place that I can open myself up and know I will be accepted and I can express that regardless, even if they don't agree? Okay. Um, I think another barrier that... You know, I've seen other couples struggle with, and that is when you they've shared something with their spouse, their feelings, their thoughts, or something like that, and then their spouse goes and shares that with other people. Ooh, okay. And it can be their girlfriends, because they talk about everything. Oh. 
It can be their parents. Yes. And that is something that I think, you know, because if I shared something really, really intimate and personal with you and you go and tell somebody else, that feels like a betrayal. Yeah. That is a very, very um, sort of fine line to walk. And we, I get and we realize everybody, females probably more so even than males, need people, need usually other females to help meet some of those social, emotional needs, friendship, companionship in our lives. Um, and I think that is good and healthy. I think what you have to be really aware of and cautious about is sharing something that your spouse has shared with you that is of a deeper, intimate situation. I think that is really potentially real dangerous. And so you need to be careful if that ever needs to occur. You've really got to be, I'm not saying there are not times or place for accountability and some sharing of things, but those but Those I think are, it needs to be mutual and by permission. Yes. I was going to say, too, you know, if one of you is struggling with something in the marriage, a deeper issue, then we're certainly here to encourage you. You want to be with a, a counselor. You want to be with marriage coaches. You want to be somewhere where there is that third-party accountability. And within there, the wisdom, hopefully, to guide what's okay to share, what's not, what needs to only be talked about within this param, you know, these parameters. And so, yeah, you got to be careful with that. The same thing is for young couples, and this probably is more with young couples. Um, And I would also say probably more females, depending on the relationship with your mom. And Johnny's going to look at me like you were way past young when doing this. Um, If you have a good relationship with your mom, which is wonderful, and you shared a lot of things growing up, going along, dating, engagement, married, the challenge is your husband has done something that is deeply wounded, upset you. I'm not talking about a horrific thing. I'm just talking about you got your feelings hurt, you got mad, and you go tell your mama. Well, guess what? Y'all are going to make up and be okay tonight or tomorrow. But your mama, unless she really herself has learned to put some good barriers around this and say to you, honey, I love you. That's your marriage. Y'all work it out. Don't tell me everything. I don't need to know. But unfortunately, a lot of times that doesn't happen. And the mom, the mother-in-law now knows that information. And she may now be frustrated with her son-in-law. And so then that's that's not good. So then you find out as the husband that I've gone and told my mom this stuff about our fight. Well, then that's sort of sort of airing our laundry where it doesn't need to go. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be a fight or anything else. Well, yeah, it's just those intimate things, unless your spouse gives you permission, or sort of like this. Here's where I think the thing ought to be. And again, like you mentioned, we're not talking about those stream situations. No where it gets into an abusive relationship or infidelity or things like that or something like that. But if it's not positive and encouraging about your spouse, you shouldn't be talking about that with somebody else. Unless it's a counselor that you're both talking Talking to or something or that, you know, you've got things and you're going to see a counselor, but to do that with your friends, to do that with your parents, 
that's not fair to your spouse to do that. Well, and, and again, as you said, that not only is that not fair and not a safe, reasonable boundary, the problem is if your spouse ever realizes that you're sharing intimate things with someone outside your marriage, that is real damaging. And why would they ever want to open up again, potentially, because you sort of violated that that safety, that trust. And so we do have and to even be if really you think careful. It's, even if you think that, you know, in, in Christian circles, because we want people to pray. We'll pray about it. But you can say, you can ask someone to pray without giving them All details. All the details, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, and I just know that for a guy... That would be something that would shut me off real quick. Yeah. If you felt like the beauty shop, I'm just making this yeah. up. The beauty shop, the salon. Yeah, knew. that you were the topic of conversation yeah. there. And oftentimes, unfortunately, that yeah, does happen. Yeah, so want to be really, really careful with that. Um, all right. What are some other things you can think of? Well, I think, again, we've said attitude. We've said the way we respond. Sometimes even it's those those quick responses that just sort of shut it down. And it's, it goes back to that idea of when I'm trying to share something or you are, am I trying to fix this? Do you need me to solve this problem? And probably the answer may be no, I'm just sharing something. And if so we give a real quick response, like you shouldn't think that way, or you don't need to feel that way, you know, or that's da, 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 da. And so that may really be, again, sort of a barrier to wanting to go deeper when you feel like they're just sort of real quip with how they're responding to you. So as we think, and I'm sure there's other things that you're going to come to your mind that you think about, hey, this has been a real barrier, but I think those are some of the main ones. And I want to go back to the idea of talking about an invitation. You know, not long ago, we did a series on married sex, and we talked about the Song of Solomon, Song of Songs. And obviously, that was talking about physical intimacy. But there was this sense of them creating this incredible atmosphere that would make you want to be a part of it. It was inviting you into that intimacy that goes beyond what is allowed outside of the marriage relationship. You know, I think when you get invited to, you know, you go to somebody's home, we talk about, hey, it's an inviting, it's warm, it's welcoming. It's not like a prison with (laughs) concrete and metal bars. And guards, yes. And, And I think sometimes in a relationship... It's not real inviting. Yeah. So why it's would you? It's not this want idea to... of, hey, come away with me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm my beloved and he is mine. And just saying, hey, this is a place, this is our oasis. Our, we've talked about before, hey, our fortress against the world that we can share and talk. And not worry about what that other person's going to think about us. We aren't worried about them making fun or ridiculing us because they love us just as we are. And they see us for who we are. And they say, hey, warts, faults, and all, I choose you. And if you can create that kind of relationship 
and it's done by slowly revealing yourself and creating that atmosphere where you feel safe and heard and valued and cherished and respected, boy, that creates that field, that place, that bubble, whatever you want to call it, that, boy, you can take your relationship to deeper and deeper levels. And I think if you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh, heavens, we don't move past three a lot because when we start giving opinions and I think this and you think that and we end up in conflict and there ends up being anger and we don't get it resolved and we don't we shut down, we don't talk any further, then see that as an opportunity to say we need to figure out this to move forward. What does that look like? What do we need as a couple to do to move in a direction that we can move past that? Because you've got to be able to move past that. If you're not handling disagreements, differences of opinions and thoughts on things in a healthy way, you will not be able to move toward the four, five, six. So figure out what that is. Do you have a place you can go? Can you reach out to somebody? Are there some things you can read? Are there things that you can explore to figure out what are the barriers that we are getting stuck on X level? And so that you don't stay stuck, that you move forward, like you said, and that becomes an inviting, safe place. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that marriage is designed to be the most intimate relationship you will ever have in every way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, experientially, all of those ways. And if there's something that's keeping you from getting there, don't settle. Yeah. Man, don't settle for mediocre. It's like, you know, oftentimes we've compared marriage to building a house and building the strong foundation and so on and so on. And, Boy, if there's cracks in the foundation and there's water leaking into the house, you better take care of it. And so figure out, hey, where are you? Are you able to communicate in a way? Do you feel respected? Do you feel cherished? Do you feel loved and honored no matter what you're able to share and say? And if not, why not? Yeah. Hey, Talk to someone, like you said, get counseling, find a couple to mentor, find somebody, find a marriage coach. A good one. Yeah, but don't stay where you are. And, uh, boy, I think that's one of the most powerful things that you could tell somebody and tell your spouse, man, I want to get better. I don't want to stay where we are. And then figure out what is it that you need to do that. Hey, we invite your questions. Email us. You can go to our website, www.noregrets, that's spelled with a Z, dot O-R-G. Again, thanks for taking time and listening. And, man, we just want to encourage you to keep on forging.